0: Recorded live. Greetings and blessings, greetings and blessings, greetings and blessings. This is Sankofa Infinity coming to you live from Sankofa Infinity House. Ah, yes, indeed. yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And coming to you live um, <laughs> from the platform of you Community Call. I am grateful. I am grateful for this day. Yes, I am. And I am indeed excited about the day. You know, every day you get up, every day that you rise to the sun, and every night that you go down as the moon rises, uh, you have to be thankful. It's something about, it's something about, gratitude It's something about being grateful for where you are, just where you are, okay? And I understand, I understand that some, you know, you may not like where you are. There may be people who don't like where they are, but even in those places, all things work together for the good. I trust and I believe that. You know why? simply because i've been in the process i've been in it and i know it i know the experience so no one can tell me that the good is not available to certain individuals you know no one can tell me that because the good is available to all to all but the individual is the one that has to make the choice. You know why? Because we all have free will. And to make a choice, that is essential, essential to to our divinity. That is essential to our divinity. So making choices, either they can develop you or they can delay the development. Alright? Now, understand what I'm saying. Either making choices will develop you for or they can delay the development. But the bottom line is delay is the bottom line is development. The reason why I say that is because even if you try not to make a choice, even if you try not to make a choice and you allow Others to make a choice upon you and act upon you and make choices for you, there is still development going on in that process. It's still going on in that process. And uh, even in that, you are the creator of your reality. You are creating that reality. So until you begin to be proactive within your own choice making, you can continue you will continue to allow others to act upon you and make choices for you. Choices. Now, I will say this, that sometimes sometimes one may not be able to make choices out of a healthy space. What do I mean by that? I mean that choices need to be made out of a space of confidence, a level of self-esteem, okay? A level of authenticity. Choices need to be made out of spaces likeness and images of that which is divine, which is harmony, balance, peace, poise. Huh? Choices need to be made, should be made. I encourage that one makes choices out of those spaces and places simply because if you make a choice out of fear, okay, if you sow a seed, Out of the causation or the space of fear, guess what? You're going to reap fear. And you may reap it twofold, tenfold. It might be even greater than it was when you first began to sow it. So you have to be mindful of the thoughts, the thoughts, the patterns of your thoughts. And in the patterns of your thoughts, be mindful of the patterns of your thoughts, and then you can be mindful of the words that you use. See? Sometimes we are not mindful of the words that we use. We just use words haphazardly, without any thinking, without any consciousness. And I'll say this. Most of the time when we use words without thinking about the words in which we're using, those words are coming from the subconscious they're coming from down below, <laughs> okay they're coming from down below. This is why this is why people who who indulge <laughs> exceedingly in alcohol. When they're conscious, okay, when they have absolutely no control over their conscious, their thinking capacity, the subconscious begins to speak, okay? The, the the subconscious begins to speak, and then they start telling everything that they actually wanted to say when they were consciously, conscious about it. But the thing is, when they're saying it, it's not filtered it's unfiltered it just it's like wildfire. It's like a fire that has lit up the forest and has gone wild, so they say everything that they can possibly say and then on top of that, they have anger to back to back it, anger pushing those words, those emotions those those words and the emotion, anger, feelings are pushing the word. So when they say when they speak it, speak the words in anger, I mean, you can feel it. It cuts right through you. It cuts right through you. I've I've been in the presence of someone who just was absolutely <laughs> absolutely uh completely out of their mind because of alcohol, because of drinking alcohol. And this individual said some very awful, awful and terrible, hurtful things. But you know what? Me, being the person that I am, I didn't take it personally. I didn't take it personally. I wanted to. Don't get me wrong, I wanted to. Because if I took it personally, then that would allow me to be judgmental. Huh? That would allow me to be judgmental. And then that would feed feed it, feed it back to this individual. But I didn't take it personally. I saw it for what it was. I looked beyond the illusion of it, and I saw the divine order of it. The divine order. And what the divine order in which I perceived was that this person, whatever they were saying, it wasn't about me. It was about them. But because they were directing it to me, I had to use it as a tool. I had to use it as a stepping stepping stone to elevate and expand my own consciousness. Forgive them for they know not what they do. Huh? Forgive them for they know not what they do. Turn the other cheek. Walk away. Or just simply say thank you. Thank you. I'll think about that. Thank you. Simple. So, yes, we have to be mindful of the words that we use and mindful of our thinking. How do we cultivate an upright mind? A mind that will think before it speaks. Before it formulates a word, before it verbalizes a word and cause it to be flesh, how do we do that? Many may meditate, many may exercise, many may contemplate, many may use creative solutions, okay, to to bypass these habits to bypass them because they do turn into habits over time they turn into habits as a defense okay any any person and even you as an individual if you begin to speak and communicate with people based on defense that is a lower Lower level of communication. You can't see anything on the defense because you're too worried about protecting yourself. You're too worried about being guarded, looking, watching. You're too worried. You're too hypervigilant. How about that? But when you begin to reorientate your thinking, in a way that you become an offensive communicator. Uh? You can begin to see the good in everyone. And not only that, in seeing the good in everyone, you can begin to cultivate compassion. And you trust the process. You can trust the process of what whatever is taking place. You can cultivate compassion, fair-mindedness, and unconditional love for the individual. And I'm not going to say it's it's going to be a pleasant ride because it's not. It's going to be painful. It's going to be painful. This is why we have growing pains. You know, they say growing pains. These are growing pains. In order to grow, you have to be prepared to go the distance, to pay the price, to feel it, to feel it just move through you. Because at the end of the day, that's all it's going to do. It's not going to do anything to you physically. It's just going to move through you, the the emotion, the wretchedness. (laughs) of the emotion is going to move through you. And as it's moving through you, it's being taken away. It's being cut down, cut back, removed. The layer of it is being removed. Huh? That's what life is all about. You know, we, we, this is, and this is based on my perception, my perspective. Everything that I say is based on my perspective. And everything that I say from my perspective is based on experience. Now, when you hear me speak, you can say, you can say, well, that's her perspective. Or that's her opinion. And take it like a grain of salt. And keep it moving. But I, I, because I've had the experience, when I save the perspective, that is my truth. Until something else comes along and alters that truth. Okay. Until something else comes along and alter that truth. Why would something else come along to alter my truth? Simply because I may have preconceived notions about a thing. I may have manufactured feelings about a thing. I may have a false appetite about a thing. See? Life is about growth and allowing life to move through you in that growing process. That's what life is all about. I think life, to me, to me, At the end of the day, when I really, really think, and I haven't already, I haven't always thought like this. But now that I am a mature, mature, fully grown woman that uses all of her faculties and above, I have to sit back and say that life is perhaps one of the greatest gifts that one can ever have. It is the greatest gift. Because in life, in this flesh, okay, that's that can that is consisted of, you know, bones, organs, you have your senses, which allow you Your senses allow you to interpret what is happening externally. It allows you to interpret that. Your senses do. But just think. Think about it. If you lack the faculties that do not allow your senses to work in a way where you can interpret, demonstrate, identify anything outside of you, it would be it would be a challenge. Life would definitely be a challenge. Now the one the one the the one who may be those things, just as I've spoken about them just a few minutes ago the one that does not have the full capacity of all their senses, of all their full capacity of all their faculties so that their senses can work properly, they might not even think like that. They might not even see it as a challenge. Now I have to go back. Because, see, animals, they don't think like that. (laughs) An animal moves by instinct. It it has no consciousness. It doesn't make choices. It moves by instinct. I'm hungry. Let me go eat. It doesn't say, well, I need to get up and go out and cut the grass. It doesn't have that capacity to do that. It's And what is coming to my mind now is a baby, a baby. When they come into the world, they come into the world as a baby that does not have the full, does not, does not, I'm not going to say does not have the full capacity. I'm going to say They do not have access to the full capacity of all their faculties. They do not have access to it. So all of their faculties lie dormant within them. They lie dormant. And as time goes on, as they age, I guess, as they age month by month, year by year, then they can begin to say what they want, speak what needs to be spoken to. And not only that, you know, sometimes, sometimes, think about it, children who are abused, right? Children who are abused. A lot of children do not say, they do not speak it. They do not speak and say, I'm being abused. Or they do not say that someone is hurting me or someone is harming me. They don't say it. Because they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Is this what I think it is? No, it can't be what I think it is, but it is what it is. You know, this whole internal conflict is going on within them because most of the time their abusers are those who are very close to them, those who supposedly supposed to be loving them, showing them the way, the upright way. Sometimes children don't say they will not say. Well let me move let me move over let me move to women or even men. Men who are being abused in their homes by women. <laughs> they don't say. They don't speak. It's such a At this point, when you're an adult, it is an an embarrassment. It is an embarrassment. It's not only an embarrassment to be going through, but the adult thinks of the embarrassment that the family would have to wither would have to entertain, okay, would have to move through, would have to endure. Ha. So now here I am, full circle, full circle. This is what happens. What is being cultivated here when we do things like this, when we don't speak up and speak out, when we don't self Advocate You know what we do? (laughs) We foster those things That are contrary to our divinity We foster And increase our level Of fear Anxiety Depression Those things are contrary to our divinity See? When we don't Self-advocate for ourselves When we don't speak up, children learn this at a very, very young age, and then when they become adults, they still don't speak up because of fear, anxiety, depression, and all of those feelings come from a space of fear anxiety depression they don't know what to say they don't know how to communicate their feelings they don't know how to self advocate but this is not only not only in a family setting this is culture This is society. Think of all of the women, including myself, including myself who grew up in a time or grew up in the Bible belt, okay? And you're going to church day in and day out, reading the Bible, back and forth. You know the Bible, back and forth, but you have not created You know everything outside of yourself, but you have not yet created and cultivated, not created, but cultivated a relationship with you. huh? So you're so caught up and wrapped up in pleasing others on the outside. You forget about the relationship that you have with you. So when you read things in the Bible that says women should be quiet, (laughs) women should be submissive and all that, that's what you're going to do because you're conditioned to aid the external. You're conditioned to do that. You're conditioned to to love those outside of you versus loving yourself more. You're conditioned to advocate for others outside of you, but you can't even advocate for yourself. Because you have been taught taught to do that. And in that teaching, you have been conditioned. You have been conditioned to do that. You know, we here at Sankofa Infinity, the House of Sankofa Infinity, we focus on self-improvement, self-empowerment. Everything is self. Self is all about the self. Because we truly understand, understand, overstand the importance of loving thyself so that you can then love humanity and the things around you. We understand the importance of that. If you do not love yourself. You can't know yourself. You are you're not, you are not going to know yourself. I'll tell you what you will know. You will know the shadowy side of yourself because there's always polarity. There's always polarity. Different sides. So if you have a side that contributes, to your divinity, in which we call the light, the brighter side, the brighter side. You must know that you have a darker side, a shadowy side. So you have to ask yourself, every day, every day, as you interact and engage with others, you have to ask yourself, what space am I interacting with this individual from? And what part of my being am I feeding? Am I feeding the distorted side of who I am? Or am I feeding the peace of who I am, the harmony of who I am, the side that is on one accord and in alignment with all that is and all that will ever be? You have to ask yourself this. You know, <laughs> last week, I think it was at the beginning of the week. No, at the middle of the week. I was challenged with a situation. And I had to really, I had to ask myself about The word that we use, friend, we use that word friend. You are my friend. Friendship. Okay? I had to ask myself, what am I really saying? What am I really saying? When I say that someone is my friend, what am I really saying? Because in order for me to say that someone is my friend, that friend would have to be in alignment or at or at least run in parallel to my principles, to my values and to my morals. That is that's that would be my friend. You know why it would be a friend? Because I would be able to call that friend up and they would be able to feed back to me the very thing that's already in my principles, values, and morals. So when I hear that voice and I hear the words that they're saying and I hear the advice that they're giving, I'm only hearing my own voice. Huh? I'm only hearing my own voice. In that that process alone, my thoughts, my thoughts, the pattern of my thoughts within me have become flesh. My thoughts have now become flesh because this other person who is the likeness and image of who I am is speaking to me because they are me they me, okay? But going back to friendship, I had to really define friendship and who I call my friend. And I said within myself, if a person chooses to be my friend, they must choose very carefully because I'm... And I'm at that point in my life where I don't, I cannot compromise my divinity and my re- relationship with that. Therefore, as your friend, I'm going to call you out on some things that you might need to develop, you need to look at, you need to step back from. Because that's what I'm about. I am about self development, self empowerment, self advocacy. So any friend of mine, that's it. <laughs> that is that's that's what it's all about. You can't just think that you're gonna be my friend because we might not have the same definition as friend, friendship. However I am, I want that for my friends and for any person that I may come in contact with. You know why? Because I believe in developing the likeness and image of who I am, outside of me. I believe that. I trust that. That's what I do. I teach that. I counsel that. I advise that. I encourage that. And sometimes that might be too harsh for a person because they might not be at a point in their life where they want to know truth they might not be a uh, at a place in their life where they want to take responsibility for their development for their empowerment for their authenticity they might not be at that place so they remain they remain at the lower level of their consciousness and they be, they continue to communicate from a lower level. Huh? The lower level of communication. Either you're acting upon someone or you're allowing someone to act upon you. Either you are victimizing someone. Huh? or you are the victim. And that is your dialogue. that 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 is your dialogue. <laughs> That's your dialogue and what you have within yourself. That would be your communication and what you have with yourself. That would be your relationship between you and you. We all have free will. So either you can choose to have a relationship with the greater part of your being and bring all of that shadowy distorted distortion under submission or under subjection of the greater and highest part of your being or you can choose you can choose to continue to run that riff run on that line of lower consciousness, lower vibration, frequency, all that static where you're constantly fighting and flighting, fighting and flighting, wrestling. Not only wrestling with those outside of yourself, you're wrestling within yourself. You're exhausted at the end of the day. You're exhausted. But when you do it from a higher state of mind, <laughs> you come home exhilarated. Okay? You feel like you've been exalted. You feel like you are on top of the world. You feel like that. You feel like that. Because Emotionally, you have not given yourself out to anything that cannot make or reciprocate a deposit into you. See? I'm reading this book. Well, I've been studying this book for quite some time, and you probably know what it is. It's The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, The Principles. Stephen R. Covey is the author. He's the author of that movement, that whole movement. But I've been reading these principles, and I I, I have to say that I really, really enjoy them. I enjoy, enjoy them because it is changing me for the good, for the good. And it changes me on a day-to-day basis because I keep, my head to the principle. I keep my eyes to the principle. So when I go out into the world, all I can hear are these principles. And what I enjoy about this book, about these principles, is that he—he's not God. He didn't write these principles based on, <laughs> based on some kind of false appetite of his ego. He wrote these principles based on the natural laws of the universe, okay? he That's how he wrote these principles. And because the, uh, he came from that space and place, they have to change you. When you read his principles, they have to change you. But I have to say this, get ready, get ready, get ready to be changed. Everybody doesn't like change. My life is full of changes. <laughs> My life is full of changes. I welcome change because I understand that it is about growth. It is about growth. So if you're at a point in your life where you need to redefine yourself, redefine, just redefine, okay? Sharpen Yourself In some ways I recommend this book I recommend it I recommend uh, The Hermetic Philosophy Okay The Seven Principles of the Universe I recommend that book I recommend The Science of Mind Okay I recommend that I recommend some of And let me I want to get the title of this book. I recommend Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. okay? I recommend books from writings from Carl Jung. I recommend writers from Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson. I recommend books from Caroline Mice. I recommend those books. I even recommend NLP, The Essential Guide. The Essential Guide, where you you understand the neuro-linguistic programming of your mind. Huh? I recommend that by Tom Hobire and Tom Dules with Susan Sanders. I recommend those books because they're all talking about the same thing. They're talking about the mind. They're talking about shifting and changing the mind. Well, why would I want to change my mind? Because you have false appetites in the mind that don't even belong to you. So you need to change the paradigm. You need to reframe your mind to fit you. Because a lot of times people don't, we don't, we don't, because we're all one. We don't know who we are because. So much has been told to us. So much has been taught to us. Speaking of taught, let me tell you what a real teacher is, okay? A real teacher is one who leads you to yourself, okay? Leads you to self-empowerment. Leads you back into your own divinity. That's a real teacher to me. A real teacher is one who shifts your mind in such a way that it causes you (laughs) to put on a different shirt. You understand? It causes you to comb your hair a certain way. See, to me, that's a real teacher. However, you do have teachers who teach you information. They provide you with a structure that is contained of nothing but the information. That's all it is, is information. In order to educate one, you must bring them out of themselves. Bring them out. You don't put in. You don't, you know, (laughs) you don't trash them down with your perceptions and preconceived notions about the world. You pull them out of themselves because, once again, we are here to develop who we are in this flesh. If we didn't have this flesh, we didn't have to be developed. (laughs) because we already are. But even in the flesh, you still have to know that you are who you are. In order to navigate through society, you must know who you are. You must know who you are, because that's the only way that you are going to have access to the higher parts of your being. Know thyself and you will know God. Know thyself and you will know the universe. And this knowing is continuum. It is a continuum. It has no bottom and it has no top. And I'll say this, the more that you do know, the less you want to participate in. Hmm? The less you have to prove to others because at some point in your life, you realize that you are the only one that approves you. You are the only one that can validate you. You are the only one that can evaluate you. Anybody on the outside that tries to evaluate and validate you, that's fluff. (laughs) That's what I call fluff. It's nothing but fluff. Wayne Dyers, in one of his books, one of his principles was to remain independent of the opinions of others. Remain independent of the opinions of others. And that, that goes for a person can give you a good opinion or they can give you a bad opinion. But nevertheless, the bottom line is to remain independent. Huh? You should only be dependent on your own opinions that you have within yourself. No one can. No one, unless you give them the consent to act upon you. Once you give them the consent to act upon you, then it's fair game. It's fair game. <clears throat> <clears throat> So I think that's what, that's all we want to talk about today. You know what we do here at Sanko for Infinity. We talk about becoming more self, self-empowered so that you can heal your own self, okay? So that you can heal your own self. And I'm not saying don't go to the doctors. I'm saying go to the doctors. Go to them. Listen to what they have to say, but at the end of the day, listen to what you have to say with what they have to say and compare it. Compare the quality of it. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. That comes with knowing yourself. That comes with knowing yourself. I was speaking to a young lady in regards to Food. She was, you know, she didn't know if she wanted to continue to eat meat or not eat meat. And all that, all I can say, all I can say is that stay in the middle way and do things based on moderation. Don't overexceed yourself, okay? Don't overindulge. And this, it it doesn't just have to be food. It can be anything. Overindulge with spending. Overindulge in recreation. Overindulge in uh, religion or church going. Okay? Groupies. (laughs) Overindulging in that. Shopping. Okay? Overindulgence. Do things. In moderation, stay in the middle way, so that you can manage the balance between all of that. Manage balance, because that's the at the end of the day. When I think about balance, you have to manage balance, and the only way that you can do that is to do it by my, do things in moderation. You can't do a lot of this and don't do a lot of that something is you know <laughs> something will be missing something will be missing think about it people will have families people who are uh workaholics they're working 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 trying to get this and trying to do that meanwhile meanwhile the family The children are suffering. They're being deprived from your attention, that quality time. Hmm? They're being deprived of that. I have to say, you know, when I was coming up as a child, I spent a lot of, lot of time with my grandparents, a lot of time with my grandparents. I also spent a lot of time with my mother. My mother was mostly working. But the time that we did spend with each other, it was quality time. It was quality time. But my grandparents cultivated and taught me quality time, what it's supposed to look like how it's supposed to feel. It's not rushed. It has a natural process. Okay? It's naturally, it's natural and it's organic. My grandparents wanted to spend time with me. I wanted to spend time with my grandparents. Their mind was focused on me, it wasn't focused on moving to the next job, going to the shopping center. It wasn't focused on that. I remember <laughs> my grandmother. <laughs> I wanted to go out with my grandmother one day. And she, you know, she told me she was going to the she was going to buy her a pair of shoes. She needed to go to the shoe store. I want to go. I want to go with my grandmother. I want to go with my grandmother. Oh my goodness! You talking about? I went with my grandmother to the shoe store. My grandmother. Bless her heart. She spent at least. for it felt. It felt like she was in that store for two hours. (laughs) And you know why? You know why it felt like that? Because I didn't have her attention. Her attention was focused on buying shoes. That's what her attention was. My attention was focused on being with my grandmother. To spend with my grandmother. However that panned out, that's the way it was. I was with her. That's the difference between quality time. See, quality time is coupled with attention and intention. The quality of it, Ugh. Oh, it's delicious. It's delicious. And even today when I walk out, I may go to the store. I may go to the library. I may be walking down the street. I may be driving down the street. I see grandparents with their grandchildren spending time with their grandchild. And I say within myself, that is the greatest time of their life. That is the greatest time of their life. Grandparents are jewels because wherever the mother cannot <laughs> whenever the mother or the father is lacking the grandparent takes up the slack but they take it up they take up that slack with a certain kind of
1: wisdom a certain
0: kind of wisdom That that actually is bringing tears to my eyes. A certain kind of aroma. Huh? I used to go out in the garden. My grandfather was a farmer. He also had, you know, chickens and pigs and hogs and things of this nature. And he... They had a horse, but I, I, you know, I don't think I was around during that time. I just heard stories, Pee peewee. Um, I would go out with my grandfather into the garden, and he would be hoeing the garden, plowing it. And I'd just be hanging out with him. I would hang out here with him. In the chicken pan, when he go get eggs, when he go feed the pigs, I'd just be hanging out with him, just hanging out. But my greatest moments were when me and my grandparents would go fishing, and to this very day, I always bring this vision, this picture back to me where my grandfather's on one side, my grandmother's on the other, and I'm in the middle. And they're in their own zone (laughs) in regards to fishing. And I'm in my own zone because I'm with my grandparents, and life is good. Life is good. Absolutely wonderful experience wonderful experiences with my grandparents, with my mother. My grandparents sit down and have conversations with them. This is when I got into my teenage years, sit down and have conversations with my grandparents. We would sit around, sit at the kitchen table and just talk Just talk And of course they'd be meddling Into what was Going on in my life That was quality time I don't know why I got on this I just think it's important I I really Think it's important And You know as a child As a child spending and taking up quality time with parents, grandparents, even friends. There is something going on there that is unspoken. There's a thing that is unspoken that is going on there. And I have to say that, you know, going back to what I mentioned about my grandparents, there's a certain particular type of wisdom, there's a, a certain type of wisdom that is there And it is an unspoken It is an unspoken Wisdom It's in the atmosphere It's in the aroma It's in the smell it's, I, I, You know I can't even That's what it is And it. the child Absorbs that Now the child May be absorbing other things But quality of that wisdom and the knowledge, the overstanding, understanding and understanding of things is being absorbed as well. And oftentimes so things are not spoken. They're just experienced in the atmosphere. In the atmosphere, it's almost like an incense. It's an incense. And all you can experience it's the smell of it. You smell it. You take the smell into your nostrils. You absorb the smell into your skin. huh? And it passes through you. Your hair takes it in. <laughs> That's what it is like. So now that I'm done talking, talking about my grandparents, I love them so dearly, and I love my mother so dearly. Um, I love all of my relatives, my brothers and my sisters. My sister and my brother, um I love them. And um I'm so grateful that I can come on and speak of these things and talk about the goodness of life and the experiences of my life. Because, you know, sometimes you can sit down with an individual and they can be telling you about their life and you cannot relate. You cannot relate about you can't relate to anything in their life, so you have to reduce how much how much you want to contribute to that conversation to compassion and sympathy, and just listen a willingness to listen and understand, huh and Get out of the way of trying to fix, fix it, change it, turn it, strip it, rip it. Get out of the way of that. Get out of the way of trying to manage it. And just listen. Just listen. And even in listening to an individual can be painful. Not because you have pain, but because you're feeling their pain. You're feeling their sorrow. You're feeling their heaviness. You're feeling that burden that they are carrying. You're feeling that. Yes, that, that is what you call an empath. Yeah, you, know? you just you just have to allow those fillers to move through you. Just move through you. So, that is my take for today. Oh, my God. That was. Oh, I am over my time. So, uh, with that, I'm going to go ahead and discontinue this call. I will see you all back here at the same place. Maybe not the same time, but the same place here at talkshoe.com com. Coles for Infinity's community Code. But until then, I say to you, stay blessed, stay focused, and stay in the light. Because in the light is where you can create anew. When you're in darkness, you don't know what you're creating. Creating. So create in the light and create on purpose. Create with a mission in mind. Namaste.